0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, soma, psyche, and soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner, or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space, and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our Trauma-Informed Somatic Teacher and Coach Training Certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. (music) So, welcome everyone to another podcast episode. And today I have a pleasure of speaking with Fiona Parr. Hello, Fiona. Welcome.
1: Hello, Annetta. Thank you for having me here.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining me. So, Fiona is a focusing teacher and practitioner and focusing institute coordinator offering professional trainings. And I had a real pleasure and privilege to study with Fiona. And learn about focusing and for me, Fiona, you are i don't know an embodiment of focusing i um I absolutely love the training, and I think it's it's such a wonderful practice, and for me, it was certainly a missing link that connected other practices and that allowed me to connect with um you know my um Presence That inner presence in a different way and actually start building inner relationships with different parts of me. But before we go into the focusing and what it is and how it's, you know, it's different and um, how people can connect with that embodied wisdom. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Um, How did you end up teaching focusing? and uh sharing it with other people okay
1: yes i can share a little of my background and my story i first came across focusing in i think it was 1990 um before then i had been traveling around the world um teaching dance and meditation um and it was a wonderful thing to be doing i had been at uh Finthorn Foundation prior to that. Um, and learnt this practice sacred dance, um, which has got a long history about that. And what I when I left Finthorn, I was there five years, um, what I took uh of value, there were many, many things, and um this meditation and uh dance practice I took um out. With me that I could share with others. And it was a wonderful thing to do. I loved it and traveled the world. However, I was getting burnt out with it. Um, I was on my own, I was um, holding groups and not really having enough uh, personal support for the work that I was doing. Um, and I also wasn't earning enough. It, it was very, uh, it was really on a, on a shoestring I was doing this. Mm. Um, although I loved it, I did end up being kind of burnt out. Um, so a friend of mine said, well, look, why don't you try focusing? Uh, you know, I'm doing that. I've had, you know, i come across it and I'm just going to do an evening class. Um, so that's where I first came across it as a sort of bridge or a crossroads or real self-care, um. Uh, and not knowing what was coming next. So um, actually, I, I sort of put it aside for a while after I'd learned the class. I think because I was in a bit of an inner state, I didn't re- couldn't really take it on board. And then there were friends of mine who had taken it on board. It was about a year later. And they said, come and join our group. We've got a, a practice group going on. Uh, so finally, I was persuaded to join them. Um, and it was a little group of four of us, and we did uh, peer partnering and swap sessions in this focusing way of being. And we met fortnightly, and we met fortnightly for eighteen years. Wow! So, yes, I feel quite uh, emotional even saying that now. I mean, it's a long time ago, but for me, it was like a life support system. It just It really got me um, back on track and it helped with everyday stuff that was going on for me, uh, ups and downs and issues that I was dealing with. Um, So it really gave me a lot of nourishment. And I also really enjoy its um, ethos of um, air quotes, sort of giving therapy away, um, empowering people once you've learned how you can listen to yourself and practice in pairs and hold the space for someone else to do the same, do exchanges. And it's like, a um, very democratic, very equal, equal way of being, uh, for personal support and wow. uh, really empowerment
2: and developments. Okay. So, um, yeah. so, uh, I, did come into
1: some money I had an inheritance about ten years later, and I thought right you know i 'm going to do some training, and what 's it going to be and this is the one out of all the many, many wonderful things there are out there. This is the one i that really drew me uh, because of this uh empowerment uh, aspect to it and because it also connects for me um, To uh, my spirituality, which is really, really important to me. Um, It's about embodiment and it's about living um, a spiritual life in whatever way that means for everybody. Uh, But for me, it dovetails very much because uh, my spirituality for me is embodied, I can feel it bodily. Uh,
0: Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's such a, a, a and I, I love hearing about your journey um, and, you know, burnout, it's such a big thing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, not only in social care, mm-hmm. in kind of caring professions, but, in, you know, even when, like, in your story, in your, mm-hmm. on your journey, doing something that you love, if you don't have systems in place like support, if you're not earning money, which is a big concern uh, and then leads to a lot of anxiety and, and worry, mm-hmm. um, it can really lead so easily to burnout.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And so how, how, may I ask, how many years have you been now um, teaching others uh, focusing?
1: Yes. Well, it was 2000 when I started the training. 2001 when I started teaching and working one-to-one with people. So, yeah, 23 years now.
0: Wow. <laughs> so, yes. Good chunk of time, lots of experience.
1: Good chunk of time. And it just continues to enrich me and fulfill my life and touches others. Yeah. Um, and there's so much more to learn. Uh, I'll just say briefly about focusing that uh, has a huge philosophical base and a huge theoretical base. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, based on research and philosophy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that you just said, you know, that it's, it takes you deeper. And I remember when I first came across focusing and just like thinking, well, of course, this is so straightforward. And, and you know, when I signed up for your course, like I think there are five modules initially. I was like, what well, What are we gonna be learning? Over that, you know, over the year, I mean, it's like, it's so straightforward and so simple till you actually start doing it and being in that space. And then it's, it takes you deeper and deeper and deeper. And yes, it is simple in understanding of, you know, what you need to do, but actually the experience becomes richer and richer and richer. Um, the more you do it, which is one of the most amazing things ever. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, you know, if I could ask you what makes focusing different? I mean, I know that you said already that it's got a lot of philosophy and, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, the, a lot of theory the theory behind yes. it. Uh, yes. Could you say a little bit more about this? And
1: Yes. Um, it, well, it's based on um, Gene Gendlin's philosophy and research. He worked with Carl Rogers, um, person-centered therapy. And um, together they were researching what makes therapy successful. When does it work? When does it not? And what Gene Gendlin was observing but by listening to recorded uh, therapy sessions. He was identifying closely what people were actually doing, what the clients were doing when they were talking to their therapist. And he was able to say from his research, what would make therapy successful was when people started to become a little bit inarticulate. Um, And that's because they were not just telling a story. They were not just telling this, that and that, telling, telling, telling. They were beginning to uh, really check in with themselves as to what they were saying and how they actually felt. Um, So, yes, um, paying attention to feelings is one thing. Um, But beyond that, there's what we might call um, really slowing down um,
2: to the extent that we could call it a pause and looking for. Uh, when something is unclear.
1: And I think this, uh, links into why it's not so widely known. It's, um, because in our culture, we, we have to know the answer. We're expected to know immediately, uh, you know, come on, what are you going to say about this? People are impatient people, you know, they don't want to wait.
2: So if we're willing to wait with something that's unclear. Um something happens in that moment, and it can be very uncomfortable because we're so used to wanting clarity. And then eventually, maybe even
1: thirty seconds, feels like a long time. Something emerges
2: uh, and uh, what emerges is some kind of shift or clarity or insight or perhaps um an image or what's it like uh,
1: which leads on to another micro shift so the process is a series of pausing listening and micro shift which eventually leads into some kind of resolution. It's, um, providing the, uh, right conditions for the body process to live forward, to live itself. If it were given the space to do that, what would it say? What would it do? How would it be? So we don't know that. So it's being willing to stay with not knowing, uh, which can be uncomfortable to stay with what's
2: not clear. and things do become clear in that space.
0: Oh my God, this is huge. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I was just thinking everything that you said, you know, we live in such a solution focused society. Uh, you know, in a society where there is five steps to this and three steps to that. And this <laughs> is a uh, roadmap for, and uh, this is methodology for, this is this is how you do it right. This is how you do it fast. This is how you, you know, here is the shortcut and, yes. you know. <laughs> and that, what you just said, I remember um, even last week having conversations in 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 the training circle with other practitioners and it's like acknowledging being with unknown is not only uncomfortable but feels unsafe Mm -hmm. it can feel really really, Mm -hmm. really really unsafe and so having that space of slowing down and being with it where everything in our society is about numbing it out and moving as fast forward as we can, achieving, doing, mm. sorting out. It's, it's quite a radical, mm. radical approach.
1: Mm, yes, I feel it is a radical approach and that's mm. what excites me about it. Mm. And I would like to say something about safety and unsafety because it can be very scary and it can feel unsafe. So there are ways of uh, making sure that we are safe in this situation, that we actually uh, know that we are. Um, And if we're not safe, then we don't do it. Um, So, for instance, if it doesn't feel safe to go into the body experience. For many people, it doesn't, and for good reason. So there are ways in focusing that we can address that. Um, And it doesn't have to be um, bodily felt. I'm saying that it is, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, What we're doing is we're uh, going to uh, our experience or our life situation. How is it to be in that situation? Ah, so it doesn't have to be bodily felt. Um, the other safety thing is, um, what we call uh, a shortcut, calling, naming it as presence. Um,
2: and presence simply means, uh, I'm just pausing there what it does mean. I would say It's all of me, really.
1: And this is, you know, you talked about parts. This is, presence is like showing up, being here and present to all of me. Um, And in that space, and being grounded uh, and connected uh, in a physical way. And then we can begin to listen to parts of us that may feel scared or unsafe.
2: Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that.
1: Another one we can do, which is important, is um uh to have pairs, to have a listening companion. And so with two people there holding the space. It's not one holding the space for the other, it's both. So yes, yeah, so we call them the focuser. And they are holding the space for their own process. And the companion or the focusing partner is also there with supporting.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting because I remember learning right at the beginning, focusing, and what I so loved about it and still love about this is this sense of empowerment, Mm -hmm. this sense of that it was very clear. Uh, I was told, and um, it was very clear in the in the holding space, in, in practices, that I could say I don't want to do it. I could come out. I could share as much as I wanted or as little as I wanted or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, I, I, like the, the power, the, the choice was mm-hmm. in my own hands. I found it so very empowering mm-hmm. um after you know done lots of different forms of therapy and and mm-hmm. practices uh where it was you know much more structured and um that power dynamic was much more with the therapist or with the practitioner mm-hmm. but not with me as a as a client or as a patient or as a person who was going through the practices mm-hmm. or learning practices So I I find, yeah, I I found that really, really empowering and wonderful. Mm. Uh, My whole being really embraced it wholeheartedly. And yeah, and the other thing that comes to mind is this memory of always arriving at your training sessions and, you know, being so busy and so kind of in that sympathetic response of doing and doing and doing and really, and always, I always used to feel like I would arrive and just land with a big bang on my bottom. (laughs) Yeah, such a
1: relief in some way.
0: Yeah, and because the the pace was so different from, you know, me Mm -hmm. working and and doing things Mm -hmm. and daily life to arriving, as you just said, this series of pauses, this just, you know, take a breath, mm. reconnect with your body, not from the different parts and doing, but just from here and now, the wholeness, being in a state of presence um, and not not just in meditation, but in the interaction with others and uh, Yeah. Amazing. And I guess that, you know, that takes me to that question that you've heard me say that question before and the frustration that sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. around it. And this is why, you know, the question, why, why is focusing not known better? Because when I go into the world and the uh, different practices and different methodologies that people offer, they some of them definitely include focusing. Like for example, Peter Levine's Somatic Experiencing, and he actually talks about using journaling and mm-hmm. that he is using focusing as part of his methodology. Uh, but there are other Practices that use similar kind of approaches and even language like mm. belt sense and parts like internal family system uh, systems i f s um, but they're much more structured and then much more well known and embraced by people mm. so why do you think that is
1: i think yes we, we talked about how. Um, difficult it is for people to slow down Um, and how clarity and instant response is what's expected and solution-based is what you're saying also in our culture a lot. It's very unfamiliar to look for what's unclear. Um, And people do like a structure. They do like you know, it's very understandable that's, you know, people think that's where their safety lies is having, they know what they're doing. They have a structure. I did a level one, one time with a little group of people. And, um, at the end of it, you know, I was saying, you know, I hope you got something from this. And somebody said, well, um, yeah, but can you give me a shortcut to all of this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what we do in our culture we look for the for the shortcut and we look for um do this and you'll get sorted. Um,
0: and fixed.
1: And fixed. Yeah. Um they don't it's not generally said, you know, um, look for what's unclear, pause and stay
2: with that. Mm. You know, that is so countercultural really. Um, and yeah, I think
1: yeah, it's it's not easy for people to take on board that actually the body process has its own timing, uh, different from what, what we have you
0: know. God. That's huge. That, mm-hmm. that is huge Yeah, because so often we just ignore what body is saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how we follow the mind and.
1: You oh, know. What I need to do is this and that.
0: Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've got no time for this. I've got to. <laughs> doesn't matter that the body wants to slow down. I've got to do this. I've got deadlines. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. So Really interesting. Easy.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. And something that you said that as well, it's I still remember the shift within me at some point as I was studying with you um, of really under- shifting from, Fixing, like I'm doing it because I want to fix things. Mm-hmm. I want to feel better. I want to understand. our to this way of understanding. Well, that's another la- layer of understanding or a different understanding within the context of this life situation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I remember when I really understood that it's not like really understood on an embodied level that this is not about fixing. Like this mm-hmm. is not about getting rid of my critical parts or, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it's about just really relating and noticing what's coming up and not getting rid of something, but just yes. embracing it in a different yes. way. And it that had a... So important what you're saying. It had a huge, huge impact on me. and. I know that I say that to other people when we're doing training or when we're exploring certain things. And I can see that people just glaze over quite often. They just they just don't understand it. And I know that they are still where I was in this fixing. Let's mm. fix it. I'm doing it. I'm le- I want to learn it because I want to fix something. Mm. Mm. I want to get rid of something uncomfortable and I want to feel better. and I want to move on.
2: Yes, yes. Very natural human way of being.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if somebody wanted to start this process. Mm -hmm. Because I remember you saying, um, you know, and Eugene Gendlin also talked about this, that it's something natural that we do. That, yes, we can learn it and we mo- many of us lost it through this uh, process of growing up and being conditioned, mm-hmm. but it is a natural process that, that we have within us. So I wonder if somebody wanted to start connecting more with that inner wisdom of their body, mm-hmm. how could they start doing it? Is there, is there something that you would advise that would be accessible Mm. to people?
2: Mm. Yes,
1: I would say simply a pause. Um, if you, I mean, you can sort of like bus stop focusing or, you know, just when you've got a moment, uh, if you know, a couple of minutes, uh, just pause and. Take your attention inside and that may mean into the body or it may mean into your experience or your life situation and pause and you could just ask, well, how am I right now? Uh, And then pause with that and wait and see what comes.
2: Uh, And more does come if you wait. Yeah, lovely. Pausing, pausing,
1: and is also knowing what to look for because um, in a pause, if we're pausing in meditation, you know we can be aware of thoughts, while that come very quickly or feelings, and in meditation you um, maybe return to the breath or whatever your focus is. Um, but in focusing, you uh, uh, pay attention to what's arising in the moment. You don't. Uh, leave it aside to return to the meditation what you do is you bring it to the center of your awareness okay this is happening I see acknowledging it is another really key thing that you can do and to acknowledge it is to say yeah that's there um, I see that or I get it or, okay almost like you're starting to be friendly to yourself okay well how is it with me right now how does it feel inside and when the inside places start to tell you then you listen and be friendly be make a large accepting space
0: for whatever comes I love that so yeah bringing it to the center making space acknowledging letting it know that you hear it Mm -hmm. That you, yeah, you, you acknowledging whether it's struggling or it's trying to show you something or it's joyful or whatever, whatever it is, it's very different to, yeah, it's very different to meditation, Mm -hmm. isn't it? It's um, (laughs) where you, I, I, I remember again. That's from my experience of just thinking. Right at the beginning, it's like oh, there is, like, I'm trying to be with something, and there is this niggly thought that keeps coming back, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: getting rid of it, and then you know, understanding okay, that's niggly thought is part of it, it's telling me mm. something. Can I bring it in as part of yes. my experience part in this of moment? Your experience,
1: yes, yeah. so we're not pushing anything away, um, we're not denying things. Um, and we're also not overwhelmed. Um, that's one of the key questions I often get early on. Um, you know, if I really went inside, I'd be overwhelmed. Um, so what we're doing in focusing is finding the right distance. Uh, so we can be with whatever comes up. And I spoke about presence, uh, just finding a place, uh, where all of you can show up and just be with. Uh, whatever comes and then being with it in a friendly, accepting way, being our own best friend and including with those critical voices, because yeah, many of us have
2: that. Um, yeah. Listening to that too.
0: Yeah. Those critical voices. I mean, I, I often just think that they are just parts of us that got shitty social skills. (laughs) <laughs> rather than saying that you know i care about you i'm worried about you they just shout at you to get your attention yes <laughs> yeah.
1: yes that's a good way of seeing it yes indeed yeah. they have got something they want to say these critical voices yeah
0: yeah they're worried for us about something mm. yeah i mean there are so many you know you said in your when you were talking about your personal journey that focusing helped you in daily life cool. Mm you know uh, yeah in daily life and I I think that's that's one of the most amazing things about focusing that it it helps us to understand what's going on and as you said become our own best friend um, and have that space and you know acknowledgement of what's going on for us Mm -hmm. Um, rather than trying to fix it all the time or deny it or improve it or, um, or numb it out. Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah. So there is something very important here about the inner relationship. Can I be with whatever's there? Yeah. In an accepting way. Um, and really paradoxically, that's what leads to change. That's what leads to shifts Mm happening. More than trying to fix is being very open, very accepting, warm and friendly with ourselves, and that allows
2: the life energy uh, to heal, to take Mm -hmm. us forward, yeah.
0: That's another thing that is kind of makes focusing really different, isn't it? It's this understanding that you don't need a tool, you don't need a technique. You don't need three steps or five steps. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow certain kind of pattern. But it's this being with. And I wonder if you can say a little bit more about this, please. Yes, being with. You're absolutely
1: right. It's not about fixing ourselves uh, or taking um, uh, following a certain methodology. Um, it's, as I said at the beginning, it's based on uh, philosophy, um, and it's the philosophy of the implicit. So, um, what's inside us, um, may be implicit and is not explicitly felt or explicitly uh, expressed, but it's there anyway. Like you say, you know, our conditioning and all of who we are, uh, informs how we relate to ourselves so yes so it's
2: it's um just being with whatever comes um provides the space
1: for the life energy or what's implied here to give it the space really more than what i think i'm giving it the life energy in me the space to do what it needs to do and, you know, we can, we can see how the body heals itself from, you know, very naturally. If, it, if there's a cut on my finger, you know, after, you know, a couple of weeks, it'll heal. Wounds heal. Uh, we have amazing self-healing capacity. Uh, so, yes, it's giving it the right conditions and the right space for a natural uh, healing process to happen. Uh, what Jenning called carrying forward. If something in us is stuck, uh, unable to move, um, if we give it the space, it can open of its own and it can carry forward in a way that we can't even predict. We wouldn't even know. Often it's a surprise what comes. Mm-hmm. It does it by itself. So, you know, I'm just amazed. Each focusing session I witness or each focusing session I participate in.
2: I'm just surprised what comes. Yeah, it's mm. like a real gift. Yeah. an amazing and healing way of being. Mm. Yeah, yes. Imagine. Yeah. So I
0: I guess I wanted to ask why. One question, one more question, because we talked about the burnout. And I know that, you know, as we, there are so many uh, people that are struggling with overwhelm, with burnout, Mm. with um, just struggling with the sheer volume and intensity of uh, data and information and um, commitments. And way of working and the news in the world, you know, the mm. last few years have been really, really challenging with the pandemic and the wars and mm. the conflict and the economic crisis. And, you know, there is so much
1: and climate change,
0: climate change. Yeah, yes, there's right. so much yeah. in here. Yes. And I wonder, you know, how could focusing help with something? like that? I mean, how could we start Bring it a little bit more when we are dealing with those difficulties?
1: Well, yes, indeed. I think it really, really helps to have um, this kind of uh, peer support um, and capacity to really listen to ourselves uh, from a place of presence. Grounded and embodied, uh, giving ourselves the space because we can just get so caught up in everything. Um, Like you say, there's so much going on. And uh, just to have a moment's pause, just to really listen inside, to acknowledge how it all feels, helps to settle the whole energy system down. Um, And there are many ways of doing that, but this is really allowing um what's truly there to to uh carry forward what's wanted here so we can look for what's wanted and wait and ask that question Mm -hmm. and allow and give the space for that um and also i feel it is hugely empowering so
2: yeah yeah Yeah. Um,
0: lovely thank you fiona Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's it's as always, it's a real pleasure speaking with you. And I wanted to ask if, if people wanted to find out more about your trainings and your work, where can they find you?
1: Yes, I have a website. Um so we're we're going to, to put that.
0: Yes, yes, I'm gonna share it with uh, so,
1: yes, and I offer sessions if people would like to try it out. Um, and also um, I have a monthly focusing tips newsletter. So um, you can ask a question, anything that's come up from today's talk, uh, send it to me uh, and I can answer in a focusing tips. Um, and also on my website I've got past tips. You know, they're short articles, they're not too long. Uh, which explains a bit more. Um, So that's my own work. And you can also check out the British Focusing website,
2: um, which is uh, focusing.org.uk and see what else is going on.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. And they they also have got lots of really great articles in there from different professionals working with focusing as part of what they offer yes yeah really really amazing stuff thank you so much Fiona for joining me it's been a pleasure chatting with you
1: well thank you so much I've enjoyed it thank you
0: thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode I really hope you enjoyed it If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, Trauma-Informed Somatic Teacher and Coach for Women and Trauma-Informed Yoga Teacher, as well as Thriving Business Mandala Coaching Programme.